Alright, welcome and bienvenue, bienvenidos. Uh, this is the still as yet unnamed uh, Brian and Pete, Pete and Brian podcast. Um, discussing Today's... Oregon State University Beaver Sports. Yeah, and today is uh, November 21st. November 21st, 2019. Yep. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of stuff going on. A couple of soccer teams uh, had their seasons come to an end, and uh, they both finished on uh, semi-positive notes, which is awesome. The uh, the women's uh, soccer team, they uh, a couple weeks ago went and they hosted the Southern California schools, who are very good. Um, USC was uh, ranked fifth in the country, and I think the uh, uh, Bruins were ranked 13 as well. Um, so on Halloween, the Beavers lost to number 13 UCLA 4 nil, and then their consolation prize for that was, was like USC. USC. That's, that's <laughs> so, a little bit of a rough weekend. Yeah. So, um, and they, oh, I guess USC was actually only number 11 at that time, but still they beat the Beavers 1 nil. Um, there is good news. This team isn't going to make the postseason. Uh, they had a rough go of it in the Pac 12, but. Did you see what the Pac-12 was made of? I mean, you got yeah. seven teams going to the NCAA tournament, so you know, not not a big shock that the Beavers did not make the Pac. Or sorry, the NCAA tournament, uh, but they did manage to beat the Ducks yes. in the last game that, of the season. That's so, always a good thing. There's never anything negative about that when they nope. go ahead and beat the Ducks on the last game of the season. Hard fight battle all up and down the pitch for 86 minutes, but then in the 87th minute, uh, senior Paula Liblik uncorked a free kick, and I saw the highlight of this one. It wound kind of over the heads of the Ducks. It was a uh -huh. free kick. It goes kind of, and it takes a little bit of a, a I was illustrating with my hands, which does a very little good. Until we all. get video. Right, right. yeah. But uh, basically, she kicked this curveball, and it flicked off of the left goalpost, left upright, and uh, went into the net, and um, then the Beavers' defense held on for three minutes, and um, whatever stoppage time was left, and they ended up winning. So uh, that was good. But yeah, seven NCAA t uh, seven NCAA tournament teams from the Pac-12, uh, including the aforementioned Southern California teams, well, Stanford, Washington, Washington State, Colorado, and Arizona. So to go three, six, and two actually overall that's, against that kind of competition, that's pretty doggone good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Nothing to hang head about no. there. And then, uh, of course, shutting out the Ducks um, is always nice. And that allowed the uh, sophomore goalkeeper of Sunset High School right here in Sunny Beaverton uh, to be named the Pac-12 Goalkeeper of the Week. So that's a good way to finish. That's always good to finish on a positive note. Yes. Um, and then the men's soccer team. They had some momentum because uh, when we last left off back in Halloween, uh, they um, went down to Southern California, they knocked off San Diego State, and then they knocked off UCLA. Then the schools from Northern California came calling to Lorenz Field in uh, Corvallis, and the Beavers played against number five uh, ranked Stanford to a 0-0 draw. Um, OSU controlled the ball 77% of the game. Um, and that did go to two overtimes, but nobody was able to get the ball in the net. Uh, good news is that the draw kept alive a home non-loss streak because at that point, the Beavers had not lost a home conference game since November of 2017, which uh, if I'm keeping track correctly, that's what, uh, two years? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm a little slow on the math this week. Okay, that's all right. Um, uh, then uh, the Cal Golden Bears came to town. Um, 
This one looked like another scoreless draw because it just kept going and going. And they played the full 90 minutes. Nobody scored. Uh, sounds like a date I had in high school, but um, I digress. <laughs> the uh, scoreless knot was untied by junior Raheem Taylor Parks. And the Beavers beat the Cal Bears 1-0. And those pesky Washington Huskies came to town. And not only did their football team beat the Beavers at home, their football team beat the Beavers at oh, home as well. Wow. Ends, ends the seat, ends the yeah. streak. So there goes your uh, home non-loss streak in the conference. Their first home conference loss in two years. Bad dog. Uh, but uh, coming into the game, uh, UW was number six in the country. And in one poll, they were number five in the other. So... Um, no shame in coming up a little short against that team either. That was a three to one count last Friday, and uh, the um, Beaver men also did not make the uh, NCAA tournament. Pac-12 isn't quite as dominant in men's soccer as they are in women's soccer. Uh, only three teams made the tournament: Stanford, Cal, and the Huskies. Um, but the good news uh, for the Beavers is they get some postseason offers. Uh, offers? Offers? No, honors. That's what I meant. Uh, five players made the uh, All-Pac-12 team. Sofian Jeffel, the uh, midfielder from France, made first team, as did midfielder Joel Walker and junior defender Joe Hafferty of Renton, Washington. So at least the Huskies weren't able to keep him in Washington. Uh, sophomore Adrian Crespo from Valencia, Spain, was named on the second team. And then senior Eric Diaz from Woodburn, Oregon. All right. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, home of the, uh, the fighting... Uh, um, there's a re- I mean, there's a reason why we we really don't like the Ducks, yeah. and then second to that is we don't like the Huskies. Right? Yeah, that's the hierarchy. That's of the hierarchy of Pac-12. Yeah, um, but OSU did have the winning season for the regular season, eight six and two overall, five three and two in the conference. So that's not right. too bad. Um, men's golf uh, wrapped up their fall season at the St. Mary's Invitational at Pebble Beach. This was the time of year where the weather was a little bit. Uh, a little bit rough, a lot of wind, a lot of rain. Um, you'd think that the Beavers would be used to that, and they were, um, because on Sunday they uh, actually surged into second place, ultimately taking home fifth place, uh, despite only having four golfers active for the final round. Uh, Spencer Tibbetts came down with uh, illness, and he wasn't able to uh, play the last round. Uh, but it was a productive fall season. They had some wins, and they had, I remember that stretch we had where they mm-hmm. had three um, individualists, uh, yeah. medalists. Yeah. So that was a good, good fall season. Um, at the latest golf stat poll, Beaver 10th in the country. Uh, men's golf team also scored letters of intent from two top-notch golfers, uh, Mateo Fuenmayor from Beaverton. Fuenmayor is the number one ranked golfer in the entire state competing for Mountainside High School, and he's ranked as the 34th best golfer in the high school golfer in the country. So um, that was a good get. And then um, also... Uh, they managed to get uh, Alfred Raja Sitohang of Indonesia. He is the 37th ranked recruit in uh, 2020. So the team is making uh, making some strides. And then uh, Spencer Tibbetts, Carson Berry, still there. It's going to be a good team for years to come. So this cool. is a, a good good look for them. Good um, women's golf. They got a little bit better gig. They got to play over in Hawaii for the Pac-12 preview. Uh, they finished seventh, and um, they started off slow too. But they had a good, uh, good final round, and not a much of a shock. Uh, Arizona won the tournament. Uh, Alex Lema of uh, Kaiser she finished ninth, her fourth top ten finish of the fall season. 
Um, she actually had seven top ten finishes overall in the spring season last year, so she's on pace to do good again. Yeah, <laughs> did you get to uh, watch any of the wrestling or or no? Because you have the Pac-12 channel. No, stuff. yeah, I did, but I was uh, traveling, so oh, I did not. Uh, you didn't catch any. I didn't that. catch the or, the wrestling stuff. Okay, well, they opened up their season with uh, the Mountaineer Invitational in Boone, North Carolina. Devin Turner. Uh, won first place at 133 to kick off his junior year. Also, top five finishes from uh, Brandon Kaler at 125, J.J. Dixon at 197, and Jamarcus Grant at heavyweight. Then they had their first dual meet of the season against Simon Fraser, which is, I think, a Division three or Division two school uh, from up in B.C. And uh, But the Beavers, they've always had a historically – good wrestling program mm-hmm. at their level and so they uh, leveled up to go against the Pac-12 team and uh, Beavers dominated them pretty thoroughly which is good 40 to 8 five wrestlers won by technical fall the only Beaver to not win was the heavyweight Jamarcus Grant who came up just a little bit short in his match and then the uh, let's see what else we got the cross country team they hosted the Pac-12 championships at Ash Creek Preserve in Monmouth which is the first dedicated cross country course in the conference they took seventh, which was good enough to qualify mm-hmm. for the regionals, which yep. is awesome. Um, highest finisher was Lexi Reed in 28th place. And then at regionals, uh, they also took seventh, and Lexi Reed took 28th. So this is a recording, but that's consistency. And this is a young program. They've only been around a couple of years as a program, and uh, most of their runners are young, sophomores, juniors, a lot of freshmen. And so it's a good season for them. Only the top two teams advanced from each regional. So finishing seventh, their season came to an end. Uh, Thirteen teams chosen at large. So good, good year for the Beavers actually for a program that's still coming along. Yeah. Um, gymnastics is uh, starting their season real soon tomorrow actually. But um, yeah. um, big thing for them is they did sign their 2020 re- recruiting class uh, for gymnasts. Sydney Gonzalez of Newport Beach, California. Her sister Lexi is currently a Beaver. Uh, Caitlin Holland of Kent, Washington. Anna Yeats of Roseville, California, and Ariana Young of San Mateo, California. Cool. Now, <laughs> this was every time we bring up rowing, I think about last year or during the spring, they had. Well, they froze the lake. <laughs> they were so yeah, frozen yeah. lake and they couldn't compete. But uh, in the fall uh, rowing program, the Beavers had a pretty decent uh, fall. And then uh, most recently, they had their orange and black regatta. Um, that was on the 18th, and the most significant thing of that is after they do that, it's the inter-squad um, mm-hmm. match, if you will, but then the men's and women's teams dedicate their uh, boats, and the men's varsity named their boat the Peterson for the Peterson family, which has been a big supporter of the crew program at OSU for a number of years, and the women's team dedicated their boat to the former OSU rower and Olympian, Debra Carr. She, um, she was with the Beavers 2007-10, to uh, she helped the varsity eight qualify for the NCAA rowing championships back in 2008. So uh, that's who they decided to dedicate their boat to. And mm, that's uh, nice. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know when spring season starts, but when it does, we'll, we'll, we'll get report on it. Yep. Yep. Uh, OSU softball head coach Laura. Yeah, Burke. this is exciting news. This is cool. Yeah. Um, she's an assistant coach for the Olympic team or the Team USA softball team. So. They're going to compete at 2020 Summer Olympics. She's been a big part of Team ESC yep. for a long time. Uh, she won gold medals as a player in 96, 2000, 2004, and a silver in 2008. Now, maybe you know this. I don't know. But softball hasn't been in the Olympics since 08. 
Do you know why? I didn't know why. No, I know they were like pulling certain sports out and putting sports certain sports back in. There was a yeah. time when they talked about removing wrestling from Olympics, right? So, yeah, that'd be weird because that yeah, was one of weird, the original right? sports. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, softball is making a return next summer, and Coach Berg will be in the dugout, and that's pretty sweet. Yep. Baseball had uh, some fairly significant things going on because it was signing time. Yep. Uh, 2021 recruiting class was signed by Coach Canham and his staff. That's an impressive group of players that should help this program keep rolling, maybe get back to Omaha real soon. Uh, they landed probably the top pitcher in the state of Oregon out of Jesuit High School in Beaverton, uh, a kid named Mick Abel, no relation to injured star Kevin Abel, who was the horse in the uh, yep. College World Series. Um, Last season at Jesuit, uh, Mick Abel went 10 and 0 <laughs> with a 1.25 uh, ERA. So he was just filthy. Six foot five right hander, power and control. That's the kind of arm you want Six coming in. Six foot five. Yep, big kid. Wow. Um, also linking up with Jordan Donahue, five foot ten infielder from uh, Hawaii. His brother Christian played for the Beavers um, 2015 to 2017. Uh, also, they uh, got another uh, another brother of a Beaver. Um, Jake Ducart's brother Thomas, a six foot two outfielder from Lake O. Um, Northwest Baseball lists him as the number one high school outfielder in the state of Oregon. His brother Jake, currently a sophomore on the Beavers roster. Then they got another right hand pitcher named Jonah Giblin from Bainbridge, Washington. Baseball Northwest tabs him as the fourth best pitcher in the state of Washington. They got him another right handed pitcher from Sam Barlow High School. A uh, young man from Damascus, Oregon, uh, and uh, for some reason I forgot to type his name in here. But um, he actually is six foot two. Uh, Baseball Northwest ranks him as the third best player um, in the state. They got Ian Casper, infielder from Mission Viejo, California, uh, six foot two, hit three hundred with a homer, uh, eight doubles, good feet, good hands. Got to have those in the field and at the plate. Another right hand pitcher. Um, Another big kid too, uh, Ian Lawson, six foot six from Century High School in Hillsboro. He went six and one with a .8 ERA last year, so nobody was really hitting him. Uh, that was good enough for first team All League, second team All State, um, and then another catcher. That's a that's a position of honor at OSU. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> yeah, especially now. And you consider the the coach. I mean, yeah, yeah right. Best uh, best catcher in the program until. Yeah. Until yeah. <laughs> until Adley Rutschman came along, big, sh- big shoes to fill, yep. big whatever, however you want to say it. Right? Yeah, but uh, Troy Collins will get that pressure uh, for most of this year. But uh, coming in is going to be they've got um, uh, Gavin Logan, and he's from Alberta, Canada, and uh, going to try to continue the catching tradition of Canham, Logan Ice, Adley Rutschman, Troy Collins, all those guys. So the Beavers are bringing in another catcher. Uh, they got another infielder named Paul Ma- uh, Miro coming in, and uh, let's see what else. Uh, they, oh, he's a guy that uh, he hit 340 with six homers last year, stole 15 bases. He also plays football and runs on the track team at, at Palo Verde High School in Las Vegas. Uh, and then they finally got them a left-hander, <laughs> a big left-handed pitcher from Langley, BC, named Justin Thorn Thorstenson Thorst. Dinson. There we go. That's easy for me to say. <laughs> I was going to say, of all yeah. the names yeah. you'd have to struggle with. That's... He, uh, he played uh, for Team Canada with current Beaver Caesar. Um, uh, oh, let's see what's 
Valerio Sanchez. There we go. That's the guy. And Misha and, McDonald. And, yeah, Michael, uh, Micah McDonald. Micah. There we go. Okay. And uh, so really good recruiting class overall. Um, all these high school commits, the one risk, of course, is that um, they get drafted. They can go pro. Still. Yeah, they can still go pro. So. But, and I don't remember what the date is uh, for that decision to be finalized. I think it's in the springtime sometime. But um, the Beavers have a good history so far at um, actually keeping their signees going pro. And then it's not like this is a poor springboard to go to the pros. You know, yeah, look at the history of these players. Yeah, right. Last few years, especially yeah. the Madrigal and Quan, Larnack and Rutschman. Yeah. So, yeah, those guys um, have all, and you know, even going further back, Logan Ice played some years in the minors and things like that. Uh, Luke Heimlich's playing in Mexico probably again. Uh, 2018 team, which did win the College World Series, got invited to the White House as part of the championship um, salute to That's champions or whatever. This the, week? This, this week. Yeah. Yep. And an anonymous donor has agreed to fund the trip so guys like Stephen Kwan, who are getting by on minor league salaries right now, don't have to go in pocket to visit Washington, D.C. Uh, Coach Pat Casey was invited as well. Uh, it's not, um, you know, it just doesn't matter who's in the White House. It's a big honor, right? So... People want to insert their politics into it, but forget about that because it's not about the resident of the White House. It's, yeah, it's, it's about, about the, the office. Guests. It's about the office of the president. Well, it right? isn't even it's about that. It's about it's... saluting these champs that get to go get a once in a lifetime experience. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I hope they don't serve McDonald's because they have McDonald's in Corvallis. And but whatever. Um, nonetheless, you can go out and uh, have fun and you know check out the Lincoln bedroom and all that kind of good stuff. So should be a hoot, and uh, they certainly deserve it. Um, after especially that eighteen team was, was that was, yeah, that, that was, was a great, special, that was a great season. Uh, football, they did of course fall on their faces at home against Washington, lost nineteen to seven, couldn't move the ball at all, but. I don't know if you saw last Saturday any of the game I listened I to. Did, I did see part of the game. I stopped watching. I thought they had it well in hand and woke up to that score. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little, bit closer, than, a little yeah. bit closer than I thought it was going to be. 35-34, yeah. a failed two-point conversion attempt, um, and a pass interference call kept the Beavers going. Uh, that was gutsy by Coach Smith because they are in fourth and two at the Arizona State 40, and they can either punt and pin them deep mm-hmm. or go for it on fourth and two. They initially line up to punt, take a timeout, go for it on fourth and two, get the P.I. Yeah, I like, I've been liking his play call and Coach being, Smith has and being aggressive about those you know, yeah. fourth, short fourth down situations. And he's done a remarkable yeah. job with this program because, I mean, they were in the dumpster just two years ago. Now they're five and five, four and three in the conference. Uh, wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins is a semifinalist for the Bolitnikoff Award, given annually the best wide receiver in all of college football. Should Hodgins win, he would be the third Beaver to win that award, joining the legendary Mike Hass and the even more legendary Brandon Cooks. Yeah, so good uh, luck to him. Oh, yeah. And make sure you can – I think that's the one you can vote online. There's I one you can so. vote online, so everybody vote online. Please. You know it's, uh, you, you know Fred Bolitnikoff for who the award is named, right? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, he was a wide receiver for the Raiders in the 70s, and um, he covered himself in Stickham. Mm. Uh, the most famous person on the team for covering himself in Stickham was Lester Hayes, but Bolitnikoff, I mean, he would be head to toe – 
and stick them and stick them. So uh, it's not somehow. Really... I don't think Hodgins is covering himself and stick. No, I don't think so. That. No, it seems like he's made of Velcro sometimes. But yeah, the guy is amazing, and I, I hope he uh, wins that. Yep. Men's basketball, they're four and one. Good start. Yep. Non-conference play. They beat Cal State Northridge by twenty. Then they got past Iowa State, eighty to seventy-four. They dropped one at the Phil Knight Invitational to Oklahoma. Then they went out to the big city of Laramie, Wyoming, and clubbed the Cowboys, eighty-three sixty-three. And last night they dropped uh, the UC Santa Barbara Gauchos, seventy-eight sixty-seven. Trace Tinkle's been averaging about twenty-five points a game, and he was the Pac-12 Player of the Week last week. Tinkle is also on the first Wooden Award watch list of the season, given the uh, best player mm-hmm. in the country annually, as well as the Julius Irving uh, Award watch list for the small forward. Yep. Uh, Beavers men also got a uh, significant commitment, six foot seven forward Isaiah Johnson from Bishop Montgomery High School in Torrance, California. And so far, all they've said about him is all the cliches. He's athletic, he's long, he attacks the rim, hardest, hardest working man in the room, total gym rat. Good motor, high basketball IQ, all, all those things. But he can play a lot of positions, apparently. He can play the two, three, and the four. So that's encouraging. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, and uh, so now the fun stuff. The, the fun good stuff, stuff for what you've been waiting yeah. for. The uh, women's basketball. First, they had the honor of playing against Team USA. And uh, you were uh, out of town. At, I was at, out of town, uh, but I did watch it online. Yeah, and. And, uh, they uh, put up a good fight, you know. Yeah, first half. I mean, they considered. were. Yeah, first half they were right with them, thirty-six to thirty-one, um, and then Team USA came out in the second half and kind of clamped down. Yeah. Um, so it ended eighty-one fifty-eight. Yep. Um, it was good to see the team go up against them. They didn't back down. You know, we had some freshmen post players that were going up against the likes of Sylvia Fowles. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of the common thing there was I think everybody kind of us- underestimated Sylvia Fowles blocking. Right. Just, she was blocking everybody. I, I, it seemed like she blocked everybody at one point. It on was an education team, right? so experience, it was good. though. Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was that definitely good for that. Then uh, they had the preseason WNIT. I don't remember yeah. all of the games. Um, you probably but the, do. Yeah, well, I don't remember all the scores. They they are, you know, so the USA game was an exhibition. They are 5-0. and They've won, you know, all the games for all the, the game game, WNIT, all the games that count. Um, they did win the final on Sunday against uh, Missouri, Missouri State. Yeah. And Missouri State had actually interesting lots because the Beavers had uh, Oklahoma beat Missouri State. The Beavers would have had to go back to Norman, Oklahoma and play the Sooners. But Missouri State won. They actually have won 13 games in a row on the road until they came to Gill Coliseum. And not a big shocker, Michaela Pivik had 18 points and, like you like to point out, six rebounds as a guard (laughs) in the uh, final game there. She won the tournament MVP honors. Freshman sensation Taylor Jones continues to uh, impress on yep. the uh, inside. And she's been, uh, yeah, so she's been named Pac-12 Freshman of the Week two weeks yep. in a row. Yeah, 14-6 and six, um, against Missouri State. This, the coolest thing I saw, and I don't know which game she came back, but Kat yeah. Tudor is back on, on the floor. Yeah, so she came back on the floor the game before. So mm-hmm. the, I think it was either Thursday or Friday night. I can't remember. It might have been Thursday. Yeah. She had a rough game that first game, right? She hasn't been a on the court for 10 and a half, but then she comes back into this finals game. She goes four or five from three-point range. Yeah. Um, 
And so, you know, it's great to see her back on the court and that high arcing three is going in the bucket. So, you know, happy to see her. Yeah. Um, some bad news back. coming out of that game Uh-oh. is uh, Taya Taya Korsdell, who's been fighting a hamstring injury, causing her to miss a couple games. She came back um, and then re-injured that hamstring. And the latest news as of today that I saw online is that she had surgery mm. and she might be out for the season. So um, best wishes to Taya Korsdell. Heal up quick. Did you see Elliot Goodman? Uh, Elliot Goodman hit that forty. Yeah, so that's the number two. It was on that day, Pac-12 yeah. play of the day. Pac, I mean ESPN play of the day, yeah. top ten, number so, two. So yeah, that was cool. Um, that was a great uh, half court shot. Yep. Now today, the Beavers have this annual event they call uh, yep. Beaver Beyond the Classroom, and kids come from all over the state of Oregon. It's really a neat event. Yep. Um, put about 9,300 people into Gill Coliseum this afternoon. Yeah, it was a full sellout today. And, uh, yep. yeah, and Beavers uh, played Southern Utah in the Big Sky Conference. Beat them 95-45. Was it a challenging game? But, it was, again, it's a great event. Oh, yeah. School, right? Yeah, and it's good for um, the uh, young kids to get their eyeballs on the uh, women's basketball and realize that and- that... And you exactly. want to talk rebounds, Michaela Pivik had 18. 18. One, eight. She's a guard, and she had 18. <laughs> In a game previously, I looked this up, she had 17. So she's oh, had, okay. you know, she's going nuts. She's had three double-doubles in the five games, of the official games of the season, averaging 16.2 points and 12.2 rebounds. 12.2 rebounds. Good grief. As a guard. Yeah. Wow. So. Uh, well, fun fact, uh, since the 2014-15 season, the Beavers are 146 and 30, 31, which is seventh in the nation over that time. UConn, Baylor, Maryland, Notre Dame, Louisville, um, in the top six. Not there. too shabby company. No, that's there, good right? company to keep. Um, yeah. And so their ranking, they moved up, I think, one spot this week. Fifth in one poll and six in the other? Yeah, one? something like that. Um, or six and seven. Six and seven, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, Taylor Jones, two consecutive weeks as the Pac-12 Freshman of the Week. Um, and then they also had their, you know, the women's basketball team had their signings. I've mentioned her name before, Sasha Goforth, who early pre-commit signed the official Excellent. letter. And then... Another player, Savannah Samuel, they picked up. Um, and apparently, it's kind of a neat story. They were Coach Ruick was out tr- watching Sasha Goforth, mm-hmm. and she this Sa- Samantha Savannah Samuels was on the other team, mm. caught his eye, and then he was like getting all the other Beaver coaches to be like, "Hey, we need to check her out. How That's come? Awesome. How come we're to visit her?" So she signed, and she'll be coming to campus next year. So. Good deal. And it's you know sometimes those things work out uh, in in scouting. I mean, yeah, like, right. Because the the classic story at Oregon State, of course, is uh, Mike Riley sent his uh, assistants down to watch this one lineman in Glendora, California, and they said, "Man, the quarterback is short, but he's pretty good. We should offer him preferred walk-on status yeah. and give him the chance to win a scholarship." His name is Jonathan Smith. Yeah, so, turns out kind of nice sometimes. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's really awesome that that happened. Yeah. Good for them. Um, and uh, so is that pretty much what's uh, that's happened? what's been happening in Oregon, Oregon State uh, women's basketball. We can talk about what's coming up. And, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The gymnastics has their annual orange and black exhibition tomorrow night at Gill Coliseum. Big things expected again. This program yeah. finished sixth in the nation last year, so uh, you know, go check them out. This yeah, really- I think. Uh, 
I'm going to have to try to find some time to make it down there and or catch some stuff on television. I've been watching their social media page, so yeah. it's going to be uh, really, real exciting. Um, they're, they're at uh, George Mason in Alexandria, Virginia for a dual meet, and then they go out to the Navy Classic mm-hmm. in Annapolis on Saturday. Uh, football team, of course, has uh, bowl eligibility on the line for the first time since 2013, or, and uh, the... They have to go to the worst place in the world in November. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like, it's the land that time forgot. It's it's the surface of the moon. Pullman, Washington. Uh, in to, November. In November yeah. to play the Cougars. Beavers are 19 and 24 all time in Pullman because it is the worst place in the world to play football in November. The wind howls. It's maybe three degrees when the sun comes up. Uh, you know, and so it's going to be rough. And then the Cougars, of course, can score lots of points. Uh, they scored 35 on that team from Eugene, which has the best defense in the Pac-12, and uh, they can score a lot of points. So, well, they they scored what 60 points in the game they lost to U UCLA. Yeah. So, how does the bowl eligibility work? Is it you gotta get six wins? Six so wins, can, but it doesn't matter if it's so. If we end up six and six, it's still they're still bowl eligible. Yeah. Even if uh, even including that uh, win over Cal Poly. Okay. Now, see, this is where it is frustrating. Well, because no, it used to be it used to be so easy back when there was right. only ten games a season. Now with the twelve games a season, it's yeah. kind of confusing. So it makes it me is. think that you have to have seven to be right. more than five hundred. Right? Yeah, but but that's no, not six true. and six. So okay. if they beat the Cougars, uh, they are eligible for a bowl. So they would play like at the. Uh, Chico's Bail Bonds it, Bowl, or or the, what's what's the one in San Francisco? The um, what was that one called? The Emerald Bowl, Emerald no. Emerald Nuts Bowl, or something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. But you know that is still better. Bowl's than a bowl, and again, yeah. like you said, John Smith's doing a good job. Yeah. considering where the program was a couple of years ago. So yep, um, and uh, yep. let's see, men's basketball has a game uh, tomorrow, or no, sorry, Saturday against Grambling at uh, eleven thirty a.m. And then women's basketball, they're going to Miami. We're going to Miami for Thanksgiving. Um, they'll be playing Miami, number 16, on the 29th, and then Liberty on the 30th. Yeah, and then after that, I think they get to go to one of the Hawaii. Uh, well, after that, summer. they'll be back in back in the state of Oregon for a couple of weeks, and then at the end of December, they'll go to Hawaii. That's not a bad gig. Not a bad gig. So, not a bad gig at all. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on and what's coming up. And, um, yeah. I that's think that uh, it's really uh, encouraging to see what's what's happening in terms of the athletes coming in. That's exciting. Yeah. That's Especially always the knock signing, on Oregon yeah, State it's, University. It's like, how do you recruit here? How do you? Yeah. And it's nice to see that people are getting recruited here. Um, yeah, and choosing to come. So yeah. that's exciting. So yeah, there's good things coming up. We'll, uh, we'll keep everybody's posted, and yeah. uh, we'll talk next week, and then uh, especially probably after Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, thanks a bunch. Thanks for listening.